always get pizza and then you are sure to order breadsticks as well. Yes. What's on a good breadstick? Um, like the Parmesan, that shaky, salty Parmesan mm -hmm. and usually some herbs and some like oil or butter. Oh, so you like cheese, Parmesan cheese. I like cheese, yeah. But other cheeses would be good too. Oh, any cheese would be good, yeah. Like a mozzarella? Sure. What about a little tomato sauce? No, that's You just... put a little tomato sauce, <laughs> a little a mozzarella, pizza. maybe some pepperoni on no, that breadstick. That's just a pizza. Ooh, that's a good breadstick right <laughs> there. You just right made there. a pizza. Exactly. Why would I have breadsticks when all the breadstick is, is not as good pizza? No, it's just a different food. It would, it would be better <laughs> with tomato sauce. No, I don't think Every so. breadstick I've had would be improved if you put tomato sauce on it and just made it more pizza. It's like having a second entree. It's great. Just breadsticks. And you sometimes you dip them in marinara sauce. But you, it needs... That's, you made complicated pizza is what that is. <laughs> uh, it needs a like drier cheese, like a Parmesan or something. Nasiago. Could you make a pizza with Parmesan on it? Yeah, I guess you could. Would you love that? Probably. It's just a big flat breadstick. <laughs> yeah, but like no tomato sauce underneath the cheese. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think breadsticks as a side for pizza are at best redundant. <laughs> at best delicious. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not great, but I just think it would be better with the with a little tomato sauce, maybe some mushrooms, some mozzarella. You know how I make a pizza. No crust. With a pizza on the side? No, I just go right to the edge. <laughs> yeah, you do. We have very different looking crust pizzas. Crust state of mind, man. Crust is... Free yourself from the crust. Expand your boundaries to a crust-free existence. No, thanks. That's what I like. I like about. crust. Yeah, that's true. Do people yeah. hate crust? People do. I don't necessarily, but I just think non-crust pizza is better than crust pizza. So oh, I just see, make I the love... crust all the way to the other side. I love no crust. crust. So now that I can make it like a breadstick. So why don't you just do all crust? That's a breadstick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> so maybe next time we make pizzas, I'll make a pizza and you make some breadsticks and you just eat your breadsticks and I'll <laughs> eat a pizza and you'll be so sad because you're like, wow, <laughs> tomato sauce would sure make this better. <laughs> I'd be happy. I'd like to eat a full pizza's worth of breadsticks. Yeah, I think you and would. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we should probably uh, start this Podcast. episode. Yeah. Do you want to start it off? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense. And you are listening to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast that is proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. I'm Samantha, and he is Andy, and we are here to talk about cheerleading and murder. How are you, Andy? Are, are you wait, Are you going to use the title of the movie, <laughs> or are we just generically talking about cheerleading and murder? No, we're we're talking about the 2022 horror movie Cheer or Die. From the Bring It On franchise. And this is part seven? Part seven, yeah. Oh, and like we said just a week ago, most franchises peak around part seven. <laughs> yeah, they do. I think we said that as a joke, and now we've covered two part sevens <laughs> in a month. Yeah. We love a part seven. Yeah. That's where that's where every good that's, franchise peaks. It's yeah, you really you really figure everything out by part seven. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just creating perfect movies. 
Well, this was Samantha's pick, but it's something that she had not seen. We're going to break it down. This will be a spoiler-filled episode, so go watch Cheer or Die, because, you know, we're going to talk about it. Or die. <laughs> Wait, those are the options? <laughs> yeah. Or, I was going to say, or you'll have it spoiled for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which or- is fine. If, you wanna, if you're not going to watch it and you want it spoiled, we're here to do that for you. You might be a little confused, though. Well, we watched it, and I'm a little confused. Yeah, actually, you may be just as confused as we are. Yeah. Well, before we get into anything, let's thank our first sponsor, and that is the Well Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. It's hosted and produced by Andrew Paul and Lisa Pruden, and it explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the stories of how these endowments intersect with the community. If you want to find out more, you can visit them at thewellendowedpodcast.com or subscribe to them wherever you're listening to us right now. All right, so cheer or die. First thing, how did you feel about finally getting another Bring It On, but being such a big departure? Um, I think a franchise like Bring It On was ready for a, like, branch out of genre. I was really excited about this one because it's got classic Bring It On stuff in it, and then it's also got uh, fun, like, horror movie stuff. I'd say this is, like, a light horror, though. And now you are a horror aficionado. I am. I feel like a month ago you would have a very different appreciation of this movie than you do now yeah i think so because you've kind of been steeped in 80s horror a little bit and this is a bit of a throwback to a lot of that yeah it was uh it was really interesting because obviously i've seen the bring it on series a few times um and now we've seen a lot of horror classics or some horror classics like I guess. And uh, yeah, it was kind of neat to pick out some things and see pieces from both the Bring It On series and from horror movies past. Where do you think this franchise should go next? Well, or should we, let's think about it. Okay. And let's pitch it at the end. Okay, that's the ending? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so where are we going Oh next? man, I, I got, mm, yeah, I got one. Your brain like instantly writes a movie. It's amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> if only I had worked on this one, I would have loved to have written this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, out there, um, whoever, who's the production company that owns Bring It On? Um, Universal. A- I think, but there's like a smaller company that does bring it on. Either way, guys, give me a call. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll pitch them some stuff at the end. But it really, it's not my pitches. It's my scene writing. So I feel like this specific movie, just bring me in. Let me punch up the script. I think it'd be better. So much punching. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, this one was really interesting um, because it's the only one that was direct to TV. Like, this was a TV movie. But weren't all the... When was the last time they had a proper proper theatrical release? I thought the last ones haven't either. No, uh, they were direct-to-video, but this one was specifically made for TV. Okay. Yeah. It was interesting because they had a lot more, like, rules on what they could show. Well, this is clearly a PG-13, and it is much to its detriment. I, I think right off the beginning, we, we haven't even started, but I think one of my biggest criticisms <laughs> is this should have shown more. Yes. 
there are things on TV that show way more. Like, look at an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They can show some stuff. You don't need to cut everything out yeah. to maintain that whatever it is, TV-14 or PG-13 for the mm-hmm. movie side of things. There was so little shown that there's many instances where I did not know what was happening. Yeah. Because they're trying to cut away from any sort of violence. And we rewatched a little bit of it today and it was we we had to kind of really watch a few scenes to figure out what actually happened because there was a scene right at the end where I thought one thing happened and Indy was like, No, I'm pretty sure that this is what happened. And so then we had to watch it to actually figure out what happened. Overall though, what are your thoughts on this movie? I thought it was fun. Um, I, we realized at the end uh, that this was filmed in Regina. So it's a Canadian-made movie. Oh, I thought it was Winnipeg for some reason. Oh, was it in Winnipeg? Yes, you're right. It's in Winnipeg. Um, but yeah, so it was It was kind of neat to see a f- movie like this filmed in Canada. Um, in the uh, end credits like sequence, you see a lot of Team Canada cheer sports bras in the uh, like rehearsal footage. So that was kind of neat to see some of like Canada's best cheerleaders got to be in this movie. I think you'd be surprised how many movies we've covered on this podcast that have been shot in Canada. <laughs> it's it's pretty common. Yeah. I just think like something that involves like athletes from Canada. I think that's what's cool. That okay. It's, that it's using athletes from Canada. I remember when Worldwide Cheer Smack came out, there were some Canadian athletes who moved to Australia who got to be in that movie because it was filmed there. And uh, that was a big deal for Canada. So, Indy, you're well-versed in scary movies. Um, not as well-versed in cheer movies, but you're very well-versed in cheer. So what did you think? I think the more attention you pay to this movie, the worse it is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we watched it, was it last night? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was fun. And today we sat down and kind of rewatched most of it and took notes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, if you actually look at this movie, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And it's bad in one of the ways that I really dislike, a way where it could easily be remedied. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's a lot of easy solutions to the problems in this. Mm -hmm. But that being said, it's light enough, it's fast enough, um, it relies on established tropes, and you're like, okay, it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It is a passable movie. (laughs) Wow, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that I was really, really hopeful of and was pleasantly surprised was how great the cheerleading was in this. I, I'd agree. The cheerleading was better in this than in, well, I haven't seen all of the franchise, but in most of the movies. I'd say some of this is like... This, the best. This might be one of the best. But this has so little cheerleading mm-hmm. and it's just bookending. Yeah. There's some great cheer at the beginning and at the end, and in the middle, it is a different movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my other criticism, that is this a cheer horror movie? It kind of seems like a horror movie that has cheerleading bookends, but yeah. there isn't cheerleading throughout. I could see that. And I'm not exactly sure how to integrate those. 
if some of the kills perhaps had come while they were cheerleading, mm-hmm. if they actually do some things in the middle, if they do some actual practicing actual. instead of just going out for air all the time. There were so many breaks. As a cheer breaks, coach, that like hurt me. They're going to be there for 24 hours. Yeah. And no wonder they need 24 hours because they can't work for more than 30 seconds at a time. No, like Saturday practices are pretty common with the team that I coach. And like you don't get breaks every 15 minutes or even every three minutes as these people did it was very annoying to watch samantha is going to tell you everything that's wrong with how they've ran their practices (laughs) so this movie starts with a flashback and we see a flyer sneeze on her bases and then her bases like dump her out of the stunt and she dies well i think that's a (laughs) i think we need actually a little more detail in this one um i would say she is murdered yes she is murdered she doesn't just like stumble out first they flick her on the nose so hard that it makes her nose bleed which i didn't even know that could happen but there you go the nose flick is like a callback from the original bring it on oh there's um the scene do you remember sparky palastri the like oh of course i do uh he flicks eliza dushku on the nose Mm -hmm. and then her teammate like holds her back because she wants to like punch him right and so that was kind of a callback from that but um but in this case it ends in murder in murder yes she gets a nosebleed and then um her bases murder her then we real flash to the current diablos team which is the main team that we will be following and we find out that they are not allowed to do any stunting or gymnastics in their routines and I remember when it came up 20 years in the future, it was like, 20 years in the future? That just looks like now. And then I realized that 2002 was 20 years ago, <laughs> and it made me sad. Between last night and today, I kind of forgot that it was 20 years ago, and I thought it was 10 years ago. And I was like, how young did she have her yeah. baby? Because <laughs> she's like an adult, like, or like a teenager. Um So, yeah, we get a flash forward, and I liked the kind of sideline gossip that's happening where the team is frustrated because they only get to do a glorified Zumba routine. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty They're essentially just a a palm squad. Is that what you'd call them? Uh, Yeah, like a palm team. Yeah, sideline team. They get up the nerve to try one stunt at the football game, and the principal sees it. And then the captain and the co-captain, Michaela and Abby, get called into the principal's office, who is played by Missy Pyle. And I thought she did a good job. An actual name. Yeah. And they uh, telegraph this quite a bit because they show her and she looks all evil and she's twirling a knife. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. So either this is a fake out or she is just evil. Yeah. And I guess we're spoiling it all. (laughs) So, yeah, she is just evil. She is just evil. Can I ask you, I don't know if this is the right time, but when did you figure things out? Was it, was the reveal of the killer like a, oh, it's her? I kind of thought with the like evil principal and then the sister who isn't on the cheer team. I thought maybe it could be them, but I honestly like didn't try too hard to figure it out because I knew this movie wasn't going to be like some complex masterpiece. No, but there are movies where you don't try to figure things out and it just kind of shows you what it is. And you're like, oh, that's it, huh? Mm. Because as soon as we saw a twin, which is coming up right away, 
and then the twin isn't going to be in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so she's the killer. And since there's two of them, we'll probably... Actually, I think I wrote a little bit of a better movie <laughs> because since there's two of them, we'll probably have a bit where you think it's one of them. And then we're like, somebody else dies. And you go, oh, it couldn't have been them after all. How could the killer be in they two places at us. once? Yeah. And then it turns out it was both of them. That's what I was hoping for, which is a little bit better than what they did. Yeah, I think you just wrote a better movie. And also they kept giving us the misdirect of that creepy guy with the camera. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that, he, I thought that it's not going to be him, but he would go into the um, the building where they mm-hmm. go to later on. And we would all think it's him because Abby will see him and there's a dead body. And then we'll be running away from Evan, I think his name is. Evan, yeah. And he's going to be like, wait, what? I wasn't a part of this. And then there'll be a climactic moment where we think Evan's going to kill Abby. But then instead, one of the twins kills Evan. And then we realize that was the misdirect. And that also would have been better. (laughs) That just makes so much more sense. (laughs) But either way, they're not allowed to stunt. And they can't do it on school property. So they're going to go to the old abandoned school. (laughs) Which, like, if you know anything about horror movies, you know, don't go to the abandoned school on Halloween. And their plan is we're going to practice for 24 hours straight. Yeah. Which is a bad idea, too. Yeah, that's just asking for injuries. You could just do two days in a row. Yeah, you could do, yeah, two four-hour practices. You can go home and sleep, you know. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they think we need to be there for 24 hours. All of this stuff is bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Once we get to anything that's not horror... It looks real bad. It looks like it's either improvised or it's just a random assortment of lines that don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. When they're talking on the sidelines, they're all talking like one would in catchphrases, Mm -hmm. but they're not actual catchphrases. Or like text lingo. But they don't often refer to what the last person said. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, Yeah, a lot of this either didn't make sense as things people would say or um was kind of hard to hear the audio was terrible it was very very strange i had to ask you many times what was just said and sometimes it was like a better joke that they said but you couldn't hear it yeah like the what were they having a sale on chains? That was maybe the best line in the movie, was, and I didn't hear it the hilarious. first time. I laughed, and you said something else that you thought that they actually said, and I said it back to you, and you were like, "Oh, that's that's actually funny." That's a good bit. <laughs> and we're introduced to Evan, who is this character who is like that guy from um, American Beauty, who's just filming everything. Also, you can't film long distance stuff with a GoPro. GoPro's <laughs> a wide angle, but that's oh, a yeah. that's a small point. Yeah, you wouldn't be getting very good footage. And we get the ex-boyfriend of Abby, who is the quarterback, and his name is Scott? I believe so. I got Evan and Scott mixed up a bunch in my notes. (laughs) But yes, I believe his name is Scott. And we find out that he made out with a freshman, and that's why they broke up. Oh. But he's trying to win her back, and her best friend Michaela keeps saying, like, oh, don't take him back. He's bad news. And um, we find out later in the movie that her intentions aren't good. Oh, I didn't even remember the don't take him back part. I thought people were just warning her against Evan because he's Slenderman. Yeah, they kept calling him tall Slenderman. And then sometimes they just use it like a last name, like Evan Slenderman. Yes, they do. (laughs) 
which is odd and maybe part of the reason why I thought it like his name started with an S. Yeah, and I think <laughs> his name is actually like Evan Wolf or something. Mm-hmm. I think there's a credit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like he has an actual name. It's not Slenderman. It would have been better if his last name was in fact Slenderman. Yeah, that that would have been fun. <laughs> After uh, the plan to cheer at the old abandoned school is put together. Michaela is seen at home and then she is murdered by a pom pom and uh, just left in her room on the floor. So a rope is like loosely placed around yeah. her and then a pom pom is just kind of pressed on her face. Yeah. And that kills her. Apparently. I guess it was a poison pom pom? Maybe. That would make more sense. I like how poison pom-pom makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the actress who played Michaela played Polly Cooper, um, Betty's sister on Riverdale. All right. She, she was actually like in something else. So that was cool. Um, so the team meets up at the school to catch the bus to go to the abandoned school. And uh, Michaela doesn't show up. So Abby has to be captain. And she takes away everyone's phones, which is like a fun way to make sure that they have no way to contact the outside world. We need to get rid of phones in a horror movie. And it seems like every horror movie of the last 20 years has to figure out a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And this is as good of a way as any because Abby says like, oh, we need to focus up. So I'm taking all your phones. You have 30 minutes to uh, Instagram away. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone, you can see little pop-up bubbles above everyone's head of what they're texting. It would have been great if those were funny. Yeah. Yeah. And not just nonsense. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So they make it to the school and Michaela doesn't show up. And so the team goes around exploring the school and they find the gymnasium. And wow, the gym has brand new cheer mats. Is it the same gym? I believe it's the same gym. We see three gyms in this movie, but I think we see one gym. I think what they did to make this like abandoned gym is they just put more furniture in it. Yeah. They were like, "Uh, here's some bookshelves from the classroom down the hall. Um, so we see them warming up. There's a cute little montage of them warming up and practicing and putting out the mats and dancing. And then Regan, uh, who is their best flyer, falls out of a stunt and sprains her ankle, which makes practice grind to a halt. Question. Yes. How can someone be the best flyer if they've never done a stunt before? I don't know. Because they keep going like, you're the best one at this, but they've never done it before. Yeah. And then they often say like, oh, well, you're the second best flyer. Also, never done it before. Yeah. It like it seems to me like the only practice that they've had is like in a backyard somewhere. So I don't know that they have a best flyer. Um, so that was it was kind of weird. But she sprains her ankle. And they talk about the ankle so much. Oh, it is like bigger than the murders. Whenever <laughs> anything happens, like there's the ankle and there's an arrow wound later. We talk about them so much because there's no actual plot. Mm-hmm. So when something happens, we have to bring it up a lot. So she's like, oh, I'm going to stretch out my ankle now. You know what? I'm going to put pressure on my ankle. Next thing for my ankle is what I need. Yeah. Or so like many someone scenes bumps start her and she's with like, her talking my about her ankle. Yeah. It, uh, it was the only plot point. Injuries are the only plot point in this. So we hear the story of why the Diablos aren't allowed to stunt and they take another break when they realize that their phones are missing. And, and there's a break to go get ice. Yeah. They're like, oh, go get an ice pack from the abandoned school. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, I'll go get that. Yeah. This is uh, when we see Evan pulling up to the school. Evan Slenderman. 
Um, and yeah, I can see how they would have used him as like a fake out for the actual people who are killing people. It seems like they try too hard because they keep saying like, oh, he's this creepy guy that's yeah. stalking you. And then later on, she comes across a video, presumably shot by him. Yeah. But they didn't really go forward with it. No. We'll talk about Evan later, but it makes no sense how and- he was used. Yeah, it was very strange. And uh, we don't really see much of him creeping around the school or anything. Not at all. We don't see him at all. Until we see him dead. So at the same time, Tori is looking for ice in the office. Um, I liked Tori. I liked Tori too. She was kind of a fun character. She actually could act a bit, which Mm -hmm. was nice because that is not the case for everyone (laughs) in this movie. And she had some character to her. Although I wasn't always sure what her character was yeah because tori is both bullied for being a slut and for being a virgin yeah which is hard to do both Mm -hmm. and then she often makes these jokes where i'm not sure if the joke is like oh she's so innocent and doesn't get it because she's like oh look i'm sending him taco emojis he must really like eggplant and then people laugh and then she kind of like gives a little wink so she's does she get it yeah Yeah. i wondered that too on the bus because she's showing like her text conversation with a guy and yeah there were some like suggestive emojis happening and we it was hard to tell if she got it yeah because then sometimes she'll say like oh if he likes tacos too we'll get married but then sometimes it's played as being dirty and sometimes it's being played as very innocent yeah, and, and she, it's tough to tell what it is yeah she makes that comment and then she's like oh he sent me back an eggplant and then she's like you know eggplant yeah <laughs> it, i don't know I what don't she know. understood and what she didn't tori is killed in the office by a throwing knife what what's the knife called that he uses well, at first I thought it was a karambit, but then later on I could see the curve and it wasn't curved. So it was a kunai, actually. It's a, oh, it was a kunai. a Japanese uh, throwing knife. Okay. Yeah. And a blood pressure cuff that is put around her neck. And then the killer slices her hand off, just for good measure. That's kind of like all of the kills in this. They kind of think, well, we don't have one good thing. Mm-hmm. So how about three all right things? How about all the things? Yeah. Yeah. This one maybe is my favorite. Blood pressure cuff around the neck. Yeah. That's kind of fun. That is fun. It's It seems the kind of cumbersome. Like, it's not super quick. No. Um, but this killer clearly is taking his, taking his time with everything. His time. Her time. Their time. One's time. One's time. <laughs> so Sydney, who is described as the ditz, decides she needs a bathroom break and nobody will go with her. So she is... In the bathroom alone and is caught in a bear trap and then hit with a toilet seat. And by bear trap, it's just like a metal bar. It doesn't have any teeth or anything to it because we can't show blood, I guess. Yeah, there's very little blood in this. So it looks like she could just step out of it. Mm -hmm. And then she's given a swirly in the toilet but never gets wet. Oh, yeah, she wasn't wet when she was hit over the head with a toilet seat. And that shot where we've seen it in a lot of movies where someone is underwater and the camera's underwater and they scream and bubbles come out. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did that for this. I think they just did a wavy effect over her face because there's no air bubbles and her hair doesn't move as if it were wet or anything. Oh, I didn't notice that. But you, this is where your expertise (laughs) comes in. (laughs) This is where my nitpicking comes in. But yeah, she's not wet. And then they just hit her with the toilet seat and that kills her. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think she could survive a clunk on the head with a toilet seat. Yeah, it's true. But the creepy guy, Evan, 
when he comes in, I think that's around here, he's let in by someone that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And he says to them, he talks to them, but they never say anything back. And he says, yeah, it's all here. But I want to be sure to be here for Abby's moment of truth. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that Never comes up. It's like a whole plot line that doesn't go anywhere and doesn't mean anything. What's Abby's moment of truth? Who let him in? Who let him in? Why was he there? Here's my theory. Mm -hmm. One of the twins lets him in. He doesn't know that they're killers, but he does want to expose the boyfriend as being a cheater. So he thinks, I'm just here for that part. So he, like, set up the camera and everything. I think so. Or not the camera, but, like, the TV with the thing so that she'd find out the truth. Yeah. And then he was going to, like, be, like, be my girlfriend. I think so. He's a scum be my girlfriend. Um, Moment of truth? That kind of sounds like it could be that. Yeah, that kind of seems like like she has to come to terms with the fact that he's cheating on her with her best friend. And then um, they go back and they decide to take another break. (laughs) And they say, like, okay, I got to go for air now. Everyone's always going for air. Yeah. It's like so much air. There's air in there. Teens these days need so much air. In <gasps> my day. taking We didn't air. have any air. <laughs> <laughs> you breathe the air you had. Yeah. Go you get need new to air. go get air. <laughs> What's wrong with the air we have at home? So Quincy, who is the stoner, and the- Oh, my God. Quincy. <laughs> what is this guy doing in this movie? He's from, like- a mid-90s teen comedy. Yeah. He's just like, whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's so over the top and silly. We're introduced to him on the sidelines. I think he's just under a blanket and smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just getting high in a blanket. Yeah, he's like under the Gatorade table smoking. <laughs> so he'd just be like laying on the track. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody saw him. But he needs to go get air. Yeah. And they're like, don't get any of that funny air. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> And he goes out and um, he gets stuck in a stairwell. He's shot with a tranquilizer dart. But first, a blowgun pokes out the stairs. Yeah. And his first instinct when he sees what is essentially just a tube, he goes, whoa, killer bong, dude. <laughs> Why would you think that's a bong? Yeah. He just goes around the world and he looks at like a car exhaust like, whoa, killer bong. It's a bong, yeah. Anything <laughs> round. <laughs> He's taking a shower, looks down at the drain. Whoa, killer bong. Yeah. So many killer bongs. Everywhere. But yeah, he gets shot in the neck and you think that poison, that'll kill him, right? Nope. Why? How about an axe as well? And then he gets axed in the back. Yeah. Jackie and Mateo, uh, who are just on a walk around the school. They they need to go get some air. They see him locked in the stairwell and think he's just like being funny. Yeah. So he's kind of, for whatever reason, he starts dancing like, you know, those um, used cars places that have the the, the twirly that's blowing air and it's like a figure that's dancing around he starts doing that and i don't know why he would kind of dance around with his arms above his head after being poisoned but maybe that's a very specific poison that makes you dance like that i guess yeah they see it and they think it's kind of fun and then when he gets axed they're like oh is that sydney oh they're going for it yeah and they assume they're having sex I yeah or something like that but it is him pressed up against the glass like face first saying like help so unless she's behind him doing something back there they're 
Probably not. No, because, yeah, he's like, keeps throwing himself against the door because he's trying to get oh, out. Oh, and he is screaming help as yes. well. Yes. And so you'd think so. And they're like, ha, 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 what a funny time. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. And then they walk away. And also they're having sex. Yeah. I don't know if if two of your friends were having sex and then one of them is like making eye contact and yelling. Maybe you should. You should just go check out what's happening. I think they were uh, complicit in what they thought was his rape. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it was okay. weird. So then they go and find Sydney at this point, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, look, she's knocked out. Let's all gather around and just look at her for a while." And then they turn her over, and they go, "Ah, she's dead!" And they run to to the gym. Yeah. Well, they flip her over. They don't try to help her or anything, and they run away. There's a lot of when you find a dead body in this movie, you run in fear from the body. Yes, not from whatever happened to the body. Yeah. They also find a book in the pile of bags, which they then learn is a kill list game. Oh, yes. So it has the titles of people. It has the slut, the ditz, the stoner, klutzy nerd, the basic bee, the jock, sexy blonde, the badass, and the final girl. Mm-hmm. They never like outright say who's who. No, but Fully? we can we put it together. Yeah. And a couple of them have check mark check marks next to them. So we f- we c- they kind of deduce that those people are I think dead. Slut, dit, stoner and basic B at this point. Mhm. So the team tr- gab- grabs up all their stuff when they find out that it's a kill list and they try and leave the school but all the doors are chained up. So they make a By plan. By all you mean they check two. Yeah. And then that's it. And we've seen like four different stairwells at this point. Yeah. So, like, they didn't try that hard. Um, So they make a plan to try and find the other members of the team before the killer does. They split up, which is never good. Are they trying to find the other members? I thought they assumed they're dead because they're checked up. No, they were trying to find the other members because they found the two, or the one that was dead. Oh. And then they go through. I thought they were just looking for another door. No, they were. they were more sense, I think. Hunting for their teammates. Hmm. So at this point, the ex-boyfriend and his friend Danny go to Michaela's house and discover um, from her bulletin board that the team is at the school. So they can see well enough through her curtain. To read a calendar and know where they are, but they can't notice the body. But they can't see her body laid out on the ground right below it. So good job. Good job, guys. (laughs) So the search party is running around the school at this point and they find Tori's body and then they meet the mascot who is now shooting bow and arrows. This mascot has every weapon in the book. Yeah. It must be really hard to shoot an arrow with those big gloves. And like the full mask mascot head on. Oh, that's true too. Like you wouldn't be able to like aim very well. (laughs) But she doesn't hit them often. No. Mateo gets hit, but I think that's later. Mateo is an interesting character. Mm-hmm. He has way too many lines. He has a lot of lines. He has a lot of lines. And he should not. He delivers every line with the cadence of someone responding to like, if you go, hey, what do you want to have for dinner? Like, no, no, whatever you want. He says every line yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. What were you thinking? and he gets like all the jokes and everything but they don't land and you kind of forget that it was a joke Mm -hmm. because of the way he says it. he's very blasé yeah and like well i think he's just a bad actor i think so he's a cheerleader he was was going for something and it didn't it didn't work i wonder if 
there is a character who was named Silent Stew. Yeah. So Silent Stew, oh, I got questions about this too. Yeah. I imagine that he had half of those lines Mm -hmm. and was so bad that they said, okay, you're going to be silent now and we're going to give the lines to Mateo. Yeah. And everyone else was like, we have a Mateo is terrible too. And they're like, well, who a, else is going to get them? Yeah, you get a sweet tumbling pass. That's what you get instead of lines. And he, silence too, it made sense because he turns out to be a very good cheerleader. Yes. He's uh, very talented, but he only gets to showcase that for about 12 seconds yeah. in this movie. And we learn his backstory. He was expelled from the other school. And since that day, he has never spoken. What's the story? Yeah. What happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. You'd think that if you start off with a character named Silent Stew and you say like, oh, yeah, there's a something really bad happened to him and he hasn't talked since then. You should, you should, you know, should, tell us what happened. Yeah. That should be part of this movie. Get him a little therapy. <laughs> but just let us know what happened. Yeah. There was so much non-plot that we could have added a little Silent Stew plot in. Absolutely. I would have actually really liked that. So they run away from the arrow attack. Those two football players arrive and they go back to the stoner guy. And actually, he's not dead. He comes back and says, our souls are but drops of water. I see everything. And then he dies. Yeah. Why was that scene there? But not before Abby tries to help him smoke one last joint. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to die the way he lived. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Why didn't we have any information on Silence Stew, but yet this guy got to like soliloquy at the end of his life? And why was that scene in there? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you kill someone with an axe and then they'll be like, oh, they're not actually dead. Now are they going to do something useful? No, they're just going to die now. Yeah, see, this would have been the time for him to be like, oh, it's so-and-so in the mascot costume or like watch out for the mascot costumes. Or at least do a bit of like, the person who killed me was. Exactly. And then they can't say it. Not a bunch of nonsense. And, oh, hey, can you help me smoke my last joint? Yeah. It just didn't. It didn't work for me. And it didn't need to be there. So, so now Mateo gets shot in the arm. Yes. And Abby is wandering the halls alone, even though she said, if you end up alone, go back to the gym. Yeah. And then they all split up and yeah. they don't go back to the gym. No. Um, and she goes into a classroom and sees a video of her boyfriend kissing Michaela. And Scott, at this point, hears someone yelling help. We never learned who that was. No. Yeah, we We never... thought it was Abby because he goes, Abby, and then tries to follow the sound. Yeah. So he's chasing after what he assumes is Abby, and then he sees Abby, and then he sees the mascot, and he runs after the mascot. Yeah. But he doesn't know the mascot's a killer or anything at this point. Yeah, no, he just thinks so Why would he chase a mascot instead of his, the woman he loves who is asking for help? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because in chasing the mascot, he ends up in the same room Abby is in, even yeah. though they went in opposite directions. She sees the video and he walks up right behind her. Yeah. And also, the mascot was already in that room. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense, no. but it doesn't need to. Um, And so Scott is killed um, by being hit on the head with a television. Well, first he gets a... Like a flask smashed on his head? Is that what that was? Something glass. It was something glass, yeah. And then he gets the kunai, and then a TV falls on him. <laughs> oh, did he get kunai too? He did, yeah. Oh, I... He had one in the leg. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, and Abby manages to get away, which is nice for her. 
Well, Scott picks her up and says, run out of here. And then he could also just go yeah, with and, her. And instead, he just like sits and waits for the mascot to come for him. Yeah. And then the mascot goes, it's time for prime time, bitch. And smashes no, the TV on him. <laughs> I wish. I wish that would have been the perfect moment for this, that line. <laughs> so Abby finds the arm of the paper cutter that cut off her friend's hand. Oh, yeah. And tries to rescue Scott. But by the time she gets back to him, he's already dead. Man, that paper cutter arm gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. There's so many shots that are framed with the arm of that. Yeah. And was that a call to the movies we just watched? The paper cutter arm? Yeah. Who got paper cutted? There's, uh, I think it was in the remake, they snap off the arm of the paper cutter and uh, she uses it as like a weapon. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, she's like holding it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it right. was like very similar. Yeah, that's true. So I wonder if that's a little nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe. Um, so Danny finds Mateo and he tells Danny that Tori is dead. Um, and then Danny is quickly arrowed in the head by the killer. But Danny's not upset that she's dead. He gets real upset that she's a virgin? Yeah. Or was he like really happy and surprised? I think he was happy and surprised. And then I think he was sad that she died a virgin. Oh. I think He seems just angry at her. Because he says, well, first he goes, zero penises? Which was a (laughs) funny line. It's an odd way to put it. And then he gets angry, though, when he says, like, she texted me tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's, what the joke was. Yeah. I think... He is, like, upset that he didn't know that she was a virgin and then that she died a virgin. Okay. Okay. They that sh- makes more sense, but I'm not sure if that I may is just, what I saw. I may be just putting in the legwork here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Danny dies with an arrow to the head, um, which was, like, a very accurate shot for someone in a giant mascot costume. She's going to hit it eventually. Good job. Um, and Mateo makes it back to the gym, and then the sisters come in and reveal themselves as the killers. Yeah, they have this big plot dump and says, here's why we're doing it. Here's the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, this is when I was like, wow, they didn't even use the misdirect with Evan. They didn't no. even do the two places at once. And I was kind of sad about that. But here we finally get to the title of the movie, because now they're going to play a game of Cheer or die. die. You always got to go with the ghost at the yeah, end. Yeah, I love a good ghost. Um, so they reveal that they want the athletes to do different cheer routines in order to live. And if they don't land the skill or if they don't do it properly, we assume that they die. Do you think they'd let them go if they do the cheer? I think the what I got from it was that they would just have to keep doing it until somebody did something wrong. Why? I don't know. They hate cheerleading, yeah. right? The twins? Yeah. They were brought up to avenge their aunt's death. and um, Oh, yeah, yeah. They, I guess we didn't explain it because no. <laughs> they straight up do. Yeah. Their mom, the principal, was the twin sister of... The woman who was, or the the kid, yeah, the, the teenager who, who was killed uh, 20 years ago, and the person who killed her was Abby's mom. Yep, Abby's mom. And so- And Abby's like, yeah, my mom's terrible. I'm not on her side. 
Yeah, she's like, no, I get it, but like it's cheerleading we love cheerleading that's why we're here and that's why we started the team so you get like abby isn't it shouldn't be the target i think i liked abby so did i i thought her performance was all right yeah i liked tori and sydney the ditzy rich one mm-hmm. i think she was good she was funny yeah and i actually liked uh page the one who is all innocent, but then it turns out she's the killer. Yes. I thought she was quite good, She too. was fun. I liked her um, on the team. Mm-hmm. She fit in well. It was a good misdirect, I thought. So they cheer or die, and um, they- They cheer. They cheer. Yeah, they don't die. And um, then the team rushes the sisters, and they start a cheer fight. Yeah, well, they don't rush them at all. I kept saying, like, why don't you just fight them? So there's four of the cheerleaders, the good ones, and then there's the two bad cheerleaders. Yeah. Uh, Four people can beat up two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just 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 do it. Also, they had, like, two, like, pretty muscular big guys, too. Yeah, like, two on one. You send one guy to each evil cheerleader. You'd think that they'd be able to at least, like subdue them a little bit but instead the four of them uh go back to back and they interlock arms so they can't do anything (laughs) which is a very bad idea yeah and they even knock down both of the cheerleader the bad ones to at the same time Mm -hmm. you'd think all right you got them they are unarmed and they're both laying on the ground just jump on them but no they run away instead instead And the team manages to get away and they get trapped in a courtyard where Abby has to overcome her fear of heights and be thrown up onto the roof. I guess. (laughs) Also, when they ran by, they're like, oh, there's Evan. He's dead. Moving on. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) He's just like a passing attraction. She does say once that she is afraid of heights. Yes. At that time, though, they were like, you're the best flyer. You have to do this. Mm -hmm. No, I can't. I'm afraid of heights. So how did you earn your reputation as the best flyer if you are too scared to do the thing? Yeah, like you wouldn't be a flyer at all if you refused to fly. The best flyer. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why she's even counted in that. Like she's small, but. She's the best flyer. She's apparently the best one. So everyone climbs up onto the roof by a rope that Abby magically finds. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait, Okay, sorry, sorry. We need to break this one down. So they don't go to find a door they're like let's go to the courtyard mm-hmm. why i think they one of them says oh there has to be an exit out of there but then they get there and there's no exit no and then they let the door close oh and it locks yeah oh okay yeah and then their plan is you know the best place to go the roof, roof. not in any of these dozens of windows We'll go to the roof and what's their plan from there i think they were going to climb down the other side but we establish in the same, yeah. like, in five minutes that you can't do that. No. So, luckily, they, um, yeah, she overcomes her fear once, but once isn't going to be enough. No. They throw her up, and she climbs up onto the roof, and she's like, oh, sweet, there's a rope that's already tied to something up here. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what, are they having to sail on ropes? <laughs> <laughs> I think this school had some kind of obstacle course, because they climbed up and over the school. Well, I think most schools have emergency emergency roof ropes. Doesn't your school have roof ropes? No, I've actually never been on the roof of my school. Oh, full of ropes. Full of ropes? So many ropes up there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that emergency roof ropes are a thing <laughs> for like future knowledge. That's good to know. All of them climb up. Mateo is last 
and he gets kind of lassoed mm-hmm. by one of the girls, one of the killers. Yes, and his like leg. She gets it with a rope, another rope. They were having a sale on ropes. Yeah, there were ropes everywhere. Ropes and chains. Yeah. I guess you could probably get it at the same store. It's just a sale on lengths of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so they let go of Mateo because Abby just jumps off the roof. So establishing you can jump that far. Yes. So we know that she is not scared to jump off of that roof. No. it just happened. Yeah. So she jumps down, Mateo can climbs up, and the three of them watch as Abby fights one-on-one yeah. someone with a knife. With um, Evie. Yeah, why wouldn't they climb down that rope? Yeah. Help her out. Help her out. They all just watch. Because you guys already- They're fucking terrible, yeah. all of them. Yeah, they're like, oh. Uh... They're just, they left her to die. They did. They In leave her to die. with a literal Mateo was saved by her. Yeah. And then it's like, well, fuck you. You're on your own. Yeah. Leaves her to die. Leaves her to die. What a piece of shit. So then she climbs up the rope after she kills Evie. Also like that same scene from the Freddy remake. What? She gets her throat slit in a very similar way. But oh. in that one, it's with a paper cutter. In this one, it's a shovel. Hmm. They I feel must have like watched that. Whoever wrote this only saw the Freddy remake. Yeah, they didn't watch the good one. They watched the bad one. <laughs> they watched the final remake. Abby slashes Evie's throat. She gets back up on the roof, and then the whole team climbs to the ground except Abby because the rope breaks, and she has to throw herself off the roof into her teammates' arms. But in this case, there's like a a big thing of like, oh no, I can't go down there. I'm afraid of heights. I'll yeah. never be able to jump off here. You literally just jumped off the roof. Just did it, and you landed <laughs> on your feet, and you were fine. You're fine. Yeah. But now it's a big deal again, and yeah, they um. She just falls off backwards and they catch her. And in the shot where you can see her falling off the roof, they are very clearly oh, they're not like close enough 10 to feet be away. Ca- oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was not set up properly for the shot. Abby is caught. She is safe. Um, the bus is waiting and they think the bus driver is dead. But he's actually just asleep. Yeah. This is the kind of. But then he's dead because. Paige. Uh, sh- Paige shoots a harpoon from that? Yeah. Bow? How do they have all these weapons? So she's there with her bow and has like a a bunch of arrows. But the thing that kills the bus driver is like a big giant like harpoon looking like thing. Pole, yeah. And it goes through the side of the bus to get her. To get him. Yeah. And then 10 seconds later, she's shooting arrows at Abby and they just deflect off the glass. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe she had a rocket launcher we didn't see. She probably did. And then we get some really bad editing, so we <laughs> don't actually know what happens. But we presume that Abby takes over driving the bus, runs over Paige, and she's still alive, so she backs up and runs her over again. Yeah. We presume. We presume. You can't see any of that. No. You see... A body on the ground, and then you see nothing. Have some, like, bumps and, like, a crunch noise or something. Yeah, like, have everyone in the bus go, like, whoa, as they go over a big bump. Like it's a roller coaster. Yeah, like it's a big roller coaster. And so they drive to safety, we assume. And then one One year year later. 
Um, and we're back in the exact same place we were 20 years earlier, <laughs> yeah. 21 years same now. Same gym, slightly different background. Same audience, I think. I think so. Those shots of the audience were, I believe, the same. Yeah. There's like a few you can tell that they did with the team in uniform. But other than that, I think it was just generic B-roll. Is that B-roll? There is some B-roll at the beginning, which I think might have been from actually from 2002 because Mm -hmm. it's clearly on a different camera and it looks very different. Oh, interesting. It's not from this movie, whatever it was. So the Green Knights are still really good. And the Diablos and shiny and shiny, and the Diablos are a stunting team now, and uh, they are very heavily backlit, and they have brand new uniforms. Mm-hmm. And there's like a great pep speech before they go out and compete, and then without leaving the mat and without like <laughs> any kind of ceremony, they win the cheerleading competition. <laughs> yes, so they finish their performance and then they just go, congratulations, you won! <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, the Green Knights are just in the background going like, wait, what? That's it? We're done? <laughs> They're not even like fully out of their tunnel yet. <laughs> and also, there's only two teams in yeah. this regional, <laughs> what's it called? It's like cheerleading regionals generic cheerleading contest usa yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh they win and everyone's happy except we see the principal and she's in the audience being all bad were they setting it up for a sequel i think it's i (laughs) doubt it this movie you can't do a sequel to this well you you could oh i'm gonna pitch a sequel actually you know what i could write i can write a sequel to this i don't think they will seems unlikely but yeah why why have that in there why isn't she in jail yeah she should be in jail because she like literally trained her daughters to be assassins yeah like you'd think that she would have been charged with like murder or teaching murder teaching murder yeah that's, it's, a, it's very illegal it's a felony <laughs> and that's bring it on cheer or die it's more fun if you watch it once and you don't really care. Yeah. Now that we did a podcast on it, I'm like, no, this was bullshit. <laughs> I hate this movie. But at the time, I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I appreciated the cheerleading in it. It didn't really have any good dialogue. Um, but I liked it. <laughs> all right. A resounding recommendation from Samantha. <laughs> a reluctant <laughs> like <laughs> I did find out in my research that it was choreographed by Tony Gonzalez, who did all the other Bring It On movies. There you go. So. Tony. Tony. Tony G. Always going strong. Yeah. Tony G. He does good work. Good work. Okay, Andy, so you said you had a sequel. What is it? If we're doing a straight sequel to this one, it's however long later. I don't know. What do you want to do? Five years, 10 years, 25 years, whatever it is. And there is a new cheer team. And they're like, we know what, we really need to practice. We're going to practice for 24 hours. We're going to go to the old abandoned school and we're going to practice in there. And then people start dying off. But at first it's like within the, it's within the cheer stunts. So somebody falls and like breaks their leg and they're like, oh, we need to get help. And then people go missing when they're going to look for things. And then they tell the story of like, well, you know what happened at this school 20 years ago, right? (laughs) They got locked in here for 24 hours, and these two twins went around and killed everybody. Those ghosts are back. And we play it as the ghosts oh, are killing people. Like it's They're coming for vengeance. school now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then we're playing that, 
But in reality, that was the misdirect. And one of them is actually the killer. And we can think of some dumb reason why they're the killer later. And they, it's revealed that that person is the one that was sabotaging the stunts and then going out and trying to kill the people because Mm. they have some vendetta for whatever reason. But then there are actually ghosts too. And the ghosts are helping. And they're they're good ghosts. they're helping the team. And then at the end, we have a cheer battle and one of the teams is a ghost team. Ghost cheerleaders. I'd love to see a ghost cheerleader. That would be fun. That's my bad pitch. Okay. While we were talking, though, I came up with a better pitch for an- another movie where we want to take this Oh, one. this is like the next yeah. installment. Where would you like to take Bring It On? I'd like to see Bring It On, but like with like younger teams, like a junior high cheer team or something. Because we see a lot of high school teams and then we see a lot of like all-star teams in the Bring It On series. But I'd like to see some like younger kids because there's a lot more younger kids in school than or in cheer than there is um, like high school age kids. So I'd like to see something set in like a junior high or like an elementary where they're Classic bring it on stuff. They're practicing. They have a rival team. There's mean girls, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So kind of more in line with the first With movie, the original bring it on. But yeah. just a younger group. But like a younger group and you kind of see more problems that like elementary junior high kids have. You know who should be their coach? Who? Kristen Dunst. Oh my God, that would be so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's then one of them could be her daughter, I was going to say. Yeah. That would be really good. Because I think that that would bring bring it on to like a whole new audience without all of the like sexual innuendo and stuff that was in the original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours, Indy? Well, now I want to bring Kristen Dunst back as well because that's that's what everyone wants, right? Of course. My, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Oh it's my called God. Christmas Cheer. <gasps> yeah. Okay, so I'm in, <laughs> and it's gonna be half Hallmark movie, half Bring It On. Okay, so Kirsten Dunst is a busy, busy New York businesswoman, as usual. She's yeah. so New York, and she's so busy. But you know what? She's sick of the grind, so she's <laughs> gonna move to a small town and spend more time with her daughter. Her daughter is uh, like seventeen. Okay. And so now the easy movie would be that uh, she goes to the small town, uh, meets a, I don't know, like a candle maker or cider maker or something like that. Probably a cider maker. Falls in love and she coaches the high school team. Mm -hmm. That would be the easy movie. But that's too easy. We don't want to go there. So What if the cider maker has a daughter on the chair team? And then they fall in love because he's like, help her parent. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's easy. That's easy. We're going to go. We're going somewhere else. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Kirsten Dunst has forbidden her daughter from being a cheerleader. <gasps> we don't know why. What's happened in the meantime in these last 20 years? Yeah. 20 some years. But her daughter was secretly cheering in New York and now is secretly on this small town. Where are we? Connecticut, Maine, something like that? Maybe her daughter goes to boarding school or something. No, it has to be a public school for the rest of my thing to work. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) So she's secretly on that team. And so we're following her now. Right. So she's like a big addition to the small town team because she was cheering in New York and she was big time. So she's good. And their rivals that always beat them are like um, 
an all-star team. Mm-hmm. I know that public schools don't compete with all-star <laughs> teams. That doesn't matter nah. here because for we need it for this. And it's all like the best cheerleaders are on that team. Mm-hmm. Well, this public school team, like if they have anyone good, they're going to the all-star team. Right. They're not going to be on this coached. team. She, the daughter, Kirsten Jr. Yeah. Kurju, we'll call her. Kurju, yeah. Uh, Kurju falls in love with this boy she meets in class. He's really nice. They have a fun meet cute. But you know what we find out? He's also a cheerleader, <gasps> but he's on the rival team. Uh-oh. He's on that all-star team. Right. But those ones, they're all a bunch of bullies. He's not a bully. He's a good guy. He, but he can't abandon his team. No. But he wants to help. So he starts helping her, and the two of them are kind of like the coaches now for the public school team. Right. But eventually he's going to have to switch over. She, one of, it will probably have to be a bit about how he used to date one of the girls on his all-star team and she does something really bad and he's like, that's it, I'm going to the other team. And mm-hmm. then he goes to them and they're going to have like a big showdown in the regional <laughs> cheer finals, yeah. which is on Christmas Eve. Oh, it's on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And Kirsten Dunst finds out now and she said, I told you, never cheer and the daughter's like, you never even told me why I love cheerleading. She's like, cheerleading broke my heart. And we think, like, oh, this must be about uh, Kurju's dad. Because we don't know who he is. Right. So we think it must be about that. And then they're going to have to have some sort of um, mother-daughter moment. And they're going to have to end up in a fight. But uh, Kirsten Sr. is going to have to come to her senses and be like, you know what? Or she's going to go to the finals to um to confront her and say, like, no, no daughter of mine will cheer. And oh. she's going to take her out of there. But then, oh, shit, it's coming together now. Okay, So, <laughs> so then she sees her daughter uh-huh. and her daughter at home is always just like a quiet and meek. Mm-hmm. And she sees her daughter because her daughter's like a, on the team, but a coach, essentially. Mm-hmm. So she's coaching. She's confident. She's telling people where they need to be. And she's not taking any shit from anyone. <laughs> she's in charge. And then she goes up to her and she's like, you know what? Do this. You remind me of someone. Do you know who that someone would be? Her. No. Who who was who was brash and confident in, in Bring It On? Elijah Dushku? Elijah Dushku. Oh. Because that was best friend, right? Yeah. So she's like, you remind me of someone, someone who was very special to me, who I who I haven't seen in, in a really long time. So then they cheer and they win. They beat the the all-star team. Woo-hoo. And the boyfriend is on the public school team now. So at the end, they get introduced. And the boyfriend is like, oh, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so happy that um, that you could, that you're here to uh, to cheer on us as we cheer. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you were here to uh, to bring it on with us. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, my mom, mom, come over here. And you know who the mom is? Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. <gasps> ah! So then they have a moment, like the, the two kids go off and do their thing. And they have this moment and they're talking and you realize that there has been some sort of falling out in right. the past. We don't know what it is, though. They kind of talk and they kind of trade pleasantries, but you know that it's it's not good. Things aren't good between them. Right. And they're going, okay, well... um. It's good, good to, to see you. Yeah, and, uh, you you yeah, look well. Yeah, yeah, bye. And then Kirsten Dunn says, "Like no, because she's learned something. She's learned something from Eliza way back then, and from watching her daughter now. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna speak up for what I believe in. And she says, "No, 
I'm going to learn from what my daughter did. And I'm not going to accept things the way they are. And I'm not going to let you leave again. <gasps> and she pulls her in and they kiss. And that's oh, the end. Oh, yes. Okay. Shit, that's a good movie. I'm get, I'm into that movie, yeah. <laughs> well, part eight and part nine have been written. Christmas cheer. Yeah. And it's because when we watched that movie, I was just like, why are they not the couple? They should be the couple. Mm-hmm. That brother, why was he even there? He just got in the way. And I think that's what happened. He got in the way. I think, we don't need to get into it, but in my mind, he's the dad. Mm. So she's kind of the second mom. She's the aunt. She's aunt mom now. Aunt mom? She's going to be aunt mom pretty soon. Wow. Oh, this is that's a good movie. That's a good movie. I, I look forward to seeing that in theaters. Hey, next uh, bring it on, people. Let me write a movie for you. Yeah. This was a silly one. If you want me to just do like punch up comedy, come mm-hmm. on, I can do it. That's my strong suit. This whole thing was a it's kind of gibberish, but you know, there's some fun stuff in there. Yeah, I'm really campaigning. Did you, nobody listens to this, let alone the people who make Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony Gonzalez, we've got a movie for you. We've got two movies for you. I I can get you twenty Bring It On pitches in by the end of the week if you need them. Excellent. Well, I'm telling that to you. Oh, to Tony. me. No, oh, to, to Tony, Tony G, okay. my to, boy, Tony G. Tony G. Kirsten Dunst, whoever. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, Let's absolutely. <laughs> we need to bring it on reboot. Yes, we do. Oh, I have I have pitches for reboots too. Mm-hmm. She only needs to be in like the first episode. I have a, I could do a whole TV series that's a reboot. Whoa. And she's just a coach. She only has to be in a couple. Sure. We can get a bunch of unknowns. It's like a little walkthrough role. Sure. So our second sponsor of the episode is Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest. Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things find your forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com that's yourforestpodcast.com all right well that brings us to the end of this episode but don't worry Mm because you can join us again in just one week where we will be i think we're right back to the original format now i think so yeah we're all done our halloween month and a half (laughs) (laughs) And next week, we'll each have a spoiler-free review of something that we are really into with our things of the week. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let Samantha know what we're going to be watching for the following week's Big Watch. Big Watch. I'm excited. It was great to do a real deep dive into a series, but I'm I'm happy to be back at the normal rotation. And I have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know what my Christmas movie is, so... Oh, that's far away. We'll we see. got time. Okay. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.